the news on Radio 191 FM. Tēnā ahi. These are your Radio 1, te reo irirangi kōtahi news headlines for Rahina, May 31st. Ko Eileen tēnei. Almost 300 homes in North Canterbury have been evacuated and 4,000 in Ashburton are at risk of flooding as the region enters its second day of severe rainfall. Civil defence emergencies have been declared in Timaru, Selwyn and Ashburton. Ashburton appears to be the worst affected, as the Ashburton River is at risk of breaking its stop banks, which would result in thousands of homes being flooded. $100,000 have been contributed by the government to a mayoral relief fund to assist communities affected by the flooding. Homes have been evacuated in the Selwyn and Waimakariri districts, as well as some in central Christchurch where the Heathcote River has broken its banks. Emergency shelters have been set up around Canterbury. Various schools and roads are closed today, as bridges and major roads are severely damaged. Otago should miss the brunt of the storm, with the heavy rain warning that was issued to the region on Sunday having lifted at 6am today. Updated information can be found at major news outlets and Met Service. An event scheduled to be held at the Dunedin Public Library has been cancelled after concerns were raised that the organisers of the event promote transphobic beliefs. Originally scheduled for June 17th, the event was organised by the group Speak Up for Women to discuss proposed changes by the government to update the Births, Deaths, Marriages and Relationships Registration Bill to allow individuals to change their sex on their birth certificate without going through the family court. Speak Up for Women was founded in opposition to self-sex identification when the bill was first introduced in 2018. They call the bill unpopular and unscrutinised and say it has, quote, wide-ranging implications for the rights of women and girls. The Dunedin City Council cancelled the group's booking at the public library after receiving complaints. In a post on Twitter, the DCC cited health and safety concerns in their cancellation of the booking, saying, quote, We strive to ensure our libraries offer an environment where all members of our community can feel welcome and safe. The group's event at a library in Christchurch has also been cancelled for similar reasons, but a number of events in other centres are still going ahead at this time. It is not the first time Speak Up for Women has come under fire for transphobia. In late 2019, an event the group planned to hold at Massey University was cancelled by the university due to, quote, health and well-being concerns. Speak Up for Women has regularly been labelled as a TERF, or trans-exclusionary radical feminist group. The group denies this, however excludes trans women from its definition of woman, and emphasises on their website the right for women to gather in, quote, sex-segregated spaces. ACT Party leader David Seymour and National Party leader Judith Collins have both spoken against the cancellations. Seymour, who hosted Speak Up for Women at Parliament after the cancellation of their event at Massey University in 2019, says the cancelled events are an example of cancel culture. Any students needing support regarding sexuality or gender identity can find assistance via OUSA Queer Support. A survey run by the Otago Tutors and Demonstrators Network has found most tutors are working more hours than they are paid and that many are not satisfied with their rate of pay. Critic Teodohi reports. Newly formed this year, the Otago Tutors and Demonstrators Network held its first meeting last Tuesday to discuss the results of the survey. It was found that nearly half of the tutors and demonstrators who had responded to the survey and had held their job for more than a year considered recent changes to the tutor pay scale as, quote, definitely a bad thing. 
The pay scale changes meant that tutors and demonstrators are now being paid more if they take on an organisational role in the paper, as opposed to being paid in relation to their experience and qualifications. Notably, it was found that tutors and demonstrators were not consistently made aware of the changes to the pay scale, with around one-third learning of the changes via their department or HR, and the rest learning from the survey or from critic Te Arohi. 35% of tutors and demonstrators reported being paid for all the work they did, including preparatory work. 85% believed the minimum pay rate for tutors and demonstrators should be the living wage, instead of minimum wage as it currently is. Following the survey, the network is asking the university to increase all steps of the tutors and demonstrators pay scale. The network can be found on Facebook at Tutors and Demonstrators Network, University of Otago. The Radio 1 News presents Today in History. Every weekday we're bringing you a knowledge blast from the past and covering an historical event, right here on the Radio 1 News. Today in History. Content warning, this piece will discuss racism and extreme racial violence. 100 years ago today saw the Tulsa Race Massacre in Oklahoma, still considered to be one of the worst instances of racially motivated violence in American history. On May 30, 1921, 19-year-old Dick Rowland, who was black, was accused of sexually assaulting 17-year-old white elevator operator Sarah Page. That evening, several hundred white men gathered at the courthouse where Roland was held, as did 75 black men there to protect Roland from an expected lynching. Those there to protect Roland attempted to leave under the direction of authorities, but a white man attempted to disarm one of the men who was leaving and was shot. Fighting broke out, with 10 white men and two black men killed. The next day, May 31st, saw the looting and destruction of the homes and businesses of black people in Tulsa. The violence was particularly concentrated in the suburb of Greenwood, which was one of the wealthiest African-American communities in America. At the time, death tolls were reported as 10 white individuals and 20 black individuals. Nowadays, at least 300 black residents are thought to have been killed, with 10,000 left homeless. Despite this, the massacre was not widely taught in schools until the 1990s, and was in fact repressed until 1996, when the state of Oklahoma commissioned a study of the massacre. The study found that the city of Tulsa had most likely conspired with white residents to carry out the massacre and recommended a program of reparations. In 2020, the massacre was included in the Oklahoma school curriculum. And that was the news with Te Reo Irirangi Kotahi, Radio 1. Now, time for the weather. The Radio 1 91 FM weather. Today we can expect rain, easing throughout the day, and a high of 12 with southerly winds. Tomorrow, morning showers should cease by midday, clearing to a fine afternoon with norwesterly winds.